Hey everyone, welcome back to Threat Level Podcast, a podcast where we talk about The Office. Uh, I forgot how we do this. As always, <laughs> no, that's, no, no, no. Uh, oh, no. I am, oh. <laughs> oh dear. Or do, do I say, I, or do I still say as always? I don't know. I mean, I guess you could. You could just also say, I'm Jamie. Okay. But you're good. also always Jamie. I am always so Jamie. So it's true both ways. Okay. Wow. Let's try this again. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome back to Threat Level Podcast, podcast where we talk about The Office. I'm Jamie, and today I am joined by Madison. Hello. And Subi. Hello. And our other two uh, office mates are not in today, um, but hopefully they'll be here soon. But in today's episode, we'll be talking about ultimately season five, episode 19, which is Golden Ticket. But as we all know, Golden Ticket, and as Michael reminds us, is reference to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, if you've read the book. Or seen the newer movie. Yes. And (laughs) during, uh, we know that Willy Wonka is a candy maker. And Michael also reminds us of this when he says, these are extraordinary jelly beans. And and so I'm curious to know, what is your guys' favorite candy? I assume it's not jelly beans. Does it have to be a Willy Wonka candy or can it be any candy? It can be any candy you want. Oh, And it could have changed. Like, what was your older favorite candy and what do you prefer now? Okay, all right. Um, I want to say that... When the Willy Wonka, like the newer one with Johnny Depp, when it first came out, there was like this rush of candy promotions in the stores. And I wanted one of those giant Wonka chocolate bars so badly, (laughs) but I was young and didn't have money and my parents would not buy me one. (laughs) But they all came with a golden ticket. (laughs) I wanted one so badly, but I never got one. So that's my sad candy story. Aww, I think I did actually get one of those. I don't remember if it had a golden See, ticket in it, though. I was led to believe that they all did. Like, you know, they, it was just like a promotion thing. Oh, I don't remember. Maybe you didn't get the right one. Maybe not. <laughs> I remember, I, get, I, remember I, do, I did get like the Wonka bar, but the bar itself was not anything to write home about, if I recall. Just like a chocolate bar. Yeah. It wasn't orgasmic the way it's made to seem in the right. movie. Right. No. Okay. Not at all. That's sad. Um, So, like, when I was younger, I definitely liked all of the Wonka candies, like Nerds and Sweet Tarts and Laffy Taffy and Mm -hmm. things like that. Mm -hmm. But now Mm -hmm. my palate is a bit more refined. Uh (laughs) (laughs) What candies have you graduated? I don't don't eat those candies anymore very often. Although I think I would still eat nerds if someone they sat them in front of me. (laughs) But um, now I'm more like the Ferrara Rocher would probably be like at the top of my want list when it comes to candy. Fancy. Yeah. Nice. Or like anything rich and chocolatey that Mm -hmm. tastes like Nutella. (laughs) Can Nutella just be my favorite candy? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) That works. That works. Subi. Yeah. Oh, Jamie. Oh, Sibby, go ahead. Uh, Jamie, you can go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was going to say, in a similar vein, I remember a candy that I always really loved eating were runts. 
Okay, just partially yeah. because of nostalgia, because we would get them like they'd be in those machines whenever you went to like get a pizza and we're waiting yeah. for the pizza to be made. You just get like a handful yeah. of unwrapped candy. Runs and like Mike and Ike's and stuff. Yeah. Um, I remember when I was really younger, in terms of chocolate bars, I always really liked eating the crunch bars. Ugh. Like those, there's something about like rice that just, you know, there's like puffed nothing... rice, which was good. There's nothing about rice that belongs in chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I still like those like chocolate, like Kris Kringle type things that are on Christmas time. <laughs> that just taste like wax. <laughs> that are like chocolate and rice. And wax. And, and wax. <laughs> um, let's see. Nowadays, what do I actually like? I like this sort of, I guess my favorite thing, if I were just going to go to the store and grab something now, would probably be just a like a dark chocolate bar with coffee beans in it like a, like, like whole coffee beans whole coffee beans or just what? parts of them which is what you can get but like so like like dark chocolate with coffee grounds is basically ground. <laughs> so you're, well they're ground once you chew them like a dark <laughs> like a dark chocolate coffee bar God, it's probably delicious. So weird. I guess if I was going to get a candy bar, I would get a dark chocolate Milky Way. The mm. Midnight Milky Way. Oh, oh yeah. That's yeah, I like them good. a lot. Whatever happened to those ones you used to like with the toffee bits in them? and The oh. Toblerone? Uh, Toblerone is always good as well. I was thinking of the... Oh, the whatchamacallit? Oh, oh, I was thinking of like the symphony bars <laughs> oh, you used yeah, to always get. symphony bars. I did get a lot of them. <laughs> That, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I used to eat like a lot of those. Bars. I guess it's around the time when I used to eat a bunch of like Peachios. <laughs> those but... were such large candy bars, too. Yeah. The Symphony bars. They're like three times the size of a normal candy bar. <laughs> you're oh, trying, dear. You're just trying to relive those missed Wonka years. Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> now now that we've dis- discussed it in, in group therapy, I understand. <laughs> I desire to eat the Symphony bars. They were really good, though. Yeah, I think my favorite candy bar is one you guys already mentioned, the Toblerone. Oh. It's it's just like it, it can be. It's sometimes available in these huge sizes, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like you know you have them like they could work as furniture almost. <laughs> almost. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, I really like the Toblerone. It's uh, I've never seen you eat a Toblerone. Yeah, I haven't gotten too many of them. But I, <laughs> I would I should... not have gotten guess that <laughs> yeah. at all for you. <laughs> But these days, my palate is also refined. <laughs> and um, Yours is, like, beyond refined. Oh, yeah. All the it, way to, it, like, it, I don't even like sugar it's anymore. It's, like, obnoxious. <laughs> Tentious. And, like, so, like, the, there's this one chocolate, this candy. It's almost not candy. It's, like, something <laughs> I've consumed, I think, consistently for the last four years. Yeah. It's, like, a, a 90% uh, lint dark chocolate uh, oh. bar. It's like, it's really good. It like, has no sugar in it. It is not sweet at all. It has, it, no, but like, once you like, <laughs> if you like, you know, if you don't like bite into it, and it, it, if you like savor it, it's, it's, there's a. If you just look at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Smell it. Yeah, you can imagine how sweet it is. Yeah. But then you taste it and it's just, you spit it. And then it just tastes like cocoa powder. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really doesn't. It's like, it really, I, I really recommend it. It's um, like four uh, each bar is like about uh, ten pieces, ten squares, and four pieces. Like each piece has one net carb, 
which is like amazing for chocolate. Yeah. So something that only you pay attention to. Okay, lots of people <laughs> pay attention to. In this group. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, it's really, it's good. It's tasty. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do like a nice dark, dark chocolate bar mm-hmm. yeah. occasionally. Yeah. Speaking of the Toblerone, it reminds me that the first time I ever had a Toblerone was at the airport in England. So uh-huh. it was like British chocolate that I was eating. Mm-hmm. So it was better than American chocolate ever Wait. could be. Was... And it's Toblerones have never been good enough since. Was this in high school? <laughs> Yes, yeah. Oh, okay. So I guess I must have probably had a piece of it then as well, I assume. Probably, yeah. Like, I assume that we were sharing it, yeah. or I ate the entire Toblerone. <laughs> Either for... is possible. Because <laughs> for me, like, my first, I was just, like, <clears throat> flooded with nostalgia of my, what I can remember is my first time having a Toblerone, but this would have been when we were studying abroad, so a couple years after that. Okay. Yeah. And I... We, my host family at the time when I was in France was housing a Swiss kid and he like brought Toblerone for everyone in the family. And okay. so he gave me a Toblerone and it was delicious. Yeah. And he was like, it's Swiss. And I was like, okay. And, um, <laughs> All right. and then I feel really bad because like the, he was there for like a day or something or a night. And so that night we like hung out a little bit and like we're watching some like videos or like a movie or something. And then I was like, oh, I have to go. I'm having a party. Or, like my friend's having a party at her place. So I'll see you later. Because he was like, I don't know, 15. And <laughs> I was like going to go drink heavily. So <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he wasn't invited. But that's all right. I'm sure that he was fine. Yeah. That's my but... memory of Tobler. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure that it would have been when we were in England in high school that this happened. I guess it could have been afterwards, like maybe when we were at the airport, like traveling around afterwards. Maybe. Maybe you got it as like... uh... Because I didn't buy it is the thing. Like, I wouldn't have bought it because I'd never had one before, but somebody else bought it and was like sharing it with me. Did I buy it because I had had that experience? That's what I'm wondering now. Maybe I was thinking (laughs) it was in high school, but maybe it was actually after we were done studying abroad and oh gosh, maybe. we're like traveling around Europe afterwards. So that might, now that you've told that story, it makes more sense than it would have occurred then. <laughs> could be. And it would also have been I like, just knew it was in, in an airport yeah. in like Europe somewhere. <laughs> it probably would have also been a device to console you after losing your um, luggage. Oh my God. <laughs> Eat this whole chocolate bar. You'll feel better. <laughs> it's almost as, as good as say. a laptop and all of your clothes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just pulling it open, you know. <laughs> if it had a longer name, there would be more of it, you know. That's true. Toblerone-ness now. Okay. On that note. That yes, brings... On that <laughs> awkward note. That brings us to season five, episode 19. It was a very uh, Michael thing of me to gold, say. It was. Golden <laughs> ticket. And... So Golden Ticket originally aired on March 12th, 2009, and was written by our dear Mindy Kaling. Oh, Who is maybe in the conference scene, but not anywhere else in the episode. Is she there? Yeah, I I don't think I saw her once in the whole episode. If she was, she didn't say anything, because I didn't hear her annoying voice. (laughs) Oh, fair. (laughs) But yeah. So. So. Cold open, we got the... KGB joke. <laughs> oh my god. Just the way Michael is like trying to tell Pam a joke when she's oh, on the phone yeah. with a client. Like he deserves to get slapped for that. <laughs> he does the most yeah, the most annoying thing, which is like 
trying to confuse someone when they're reading off numbers. <laughs> I know! To Flive. a client! Like, it's not like <laughs> she's on a personal call. Right. Yeah, she probably is. No! She was giving Th- them three, the fax number. Three, one, five. 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 <laughs> three, one, five. Yeah. I, I, the thing I do like about this cold open is that we get Michael having the experience to be extremely happy again when he gets to be part of a joke. Because he, he has that glint in his eye, you know? It, it's more than a glint. It's just like, <laughs> ah. He's like literally just beams of light shining yeah. out of his yeah. eyes at the thought that Jim would want to have a joke with him. Exactly. Even though they say, no more knockback jokes. Ding dong. Yeah. <laughs> Who's there? <laughs> I do like that this was carried through into the end scene as well. Where yeah. like Dwight's trying to get him to fall for it again. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 that was so funny because Jim's just like, oh, I'm in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> and Dwight's just like, I'll come back later. <laughs> yeah. How about, how about uh, 4.45? I work till 6. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about 5.15? <laughs> well, I guess I could make that work. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I did like that, you know, Dwight, of course, is refusing to answer the joke the first time. And right. he just, like, barges in and slaps him. The KGB will wait for no one. Yeah, it's it's true. true. I did. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I enjoyed seeing Dwight slap Michael because Michael deserved to get slapped. Oh my god! This entire episode, Michael. (laughs) Like always. Especially this episode, he deserved a huge slap because once again, oh my god, he's throwing poor Dwight under the bus. Yes. Okay. And you know what? Like the idea was sound to like send out a 10% off randomly like that. But one, run it past your corporate office first. Don't just like do it. (laughs) And two, make sure you're not sending them all to the same company. (laughs) Or at least say like one per customer or like Jim asked. Yeah. Right. So are we to assume then that they do give uh, Blue Cross 50% off their order? Yeah, I'm assuming it must be like their initial order. And then after that, they've, yeah, well, they've been yeah. using them as their full paper provider. So they'll get right. a huge revenue. But Right. Obviously, it gets better later oh, yeah, on. They're... I wonder if Jim gets to keep them as his client for everything not. because he was their sales rep to begin with. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't come up with the idea. Yeah, Dwight but... did. Yeah, you <laughs> or so we're led rep. to believe, yeah. <laughs> So we're led to believe Michael actually came up with it. Dwight had nothing to do with it. Oh my gosh. I just like, this is, these are the moments when, of course, he, it were meant to realize that Michael's a frustrating and he wouldn't have done anything similar if like the news had been bad. But because, you know, Dwight gets credit and praise for this idea, he has to intervene. Oh, I know. And it's just like, like he was um, all for just letting Dwight get fired. Yeah. But then when it goes the other way, he wants all the credit and oh, all the glory. Right. <laughs> I do love that uh, Jim and Pam also play into it being Dwight. Though. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just to spite Michael. Well, yeah, because Michael was being an ass to even expect Dwight to... To take the fall for him, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> what does Michael say? I need you to fall on my sword for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what happened? Just that once. <laughs> I did once. Which means that Michael or Dwight must have like, it must be common for him to have problems with his weapons. Like he <laughs> shoots that. a hole in the floor later or whatever. And... That's true. We're led to believe that he's like this really skilled weaponier. Yeah. 
Weaponer. Weaponer. With Mr. A Knife and stuff. But right. That's not but it. maybe he's not as good. But maybe this was also in his youth, you know, running yeah. around as a toddler with his sword and his cyber. <laughs> That's true. Because <laughs> we know that he was not watching Willy Wonka or eating candy. <laughs> right. And it seems like the type of family that would train them in swords at a young age. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, probably. So he doesn't specify when he fell on his own sword. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, ultimately that sort of works out. I I like that David Wallace just kind of has to be like, well, okay. It just leaves because what can he really do after that debacle of a meeting? (laughs) There's like a great line there where um, uh, Dwight says, you know, he threatened me under penalty of death and then michael goes thank you yeah <laughs> yes i did write him under penalty of death yeah i can't uh, even imagine being like regional manager of these branches of, got. of michael like it would be totally fine if michael yeah. wasn't involved you know i wonder like what michael was expecting to happen <laughs> by telling david wallace that it was actually his idea <clears throat> Like well, that, he, he wanted all of the credit and none of the blame. But how could he <laughs> see that that wasn't going to go well for him? You know? He's <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, like, oh, I was going to throw one of my own employees under the bus and have them get fired for me. But now that it turns out it's a great idea, I'd like you to praise me. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. That's basically what he's saying. Yeah. I also, I mean, this really solidifies, I, I mean, it's been clear for like a while now, but the fact that. Michael, despite ended up the fact that he ends up being Dwight's best man eventually, spoiler alert, he <laughs> gives like zero shits about Dwight and was like, you know, refused to put the blame on Jim, but then automatically was like, you know, yeah, it was Dwight. Well, I mean, since we're talking about Dwight's wedding, anyways, I think it's safe to say that Jim was Dwight's best man, and Jim knew that it would mean more to Dwight to have Michael be the best man, quote unquote. Yeah. And that's why he brings him in as a surprise. True, but true. <laughs> but that's it's just how like, I always uh, interpreted that. Michael's just the worst, really. Yeah, yeah he is. Yeah, yeah. Like in so many ways. Yeah. Like, because sometimes you can be like, "Oh, it's Michael. He just doesn't get it." But like, he got it this time, yeah. and he was being just the worst yeah it's like this and then also with the p test like last season or whenever that was or in a future season i can't remember but just constantly like oh you mean like the drug screen the drug yeah. test yeah it's like the p test what <laughs> <laughs> i was picturing like the letter p oh <laughs> i was like what the hell was the p test yeah <laughs> but yeah <No>, <laughs> I guess, like, that's pretty much that storyline, though, yeah? I mean, that's pretty much the episode, honestly. Uh, Well, we have, like, a really sad beeline, which is... Well, yes. Which actually is... Not really sad. Which actually needs me to, like, give a corrections corner, because I forgot that we ever saw Lynn again, and I thought she just disappeared from the face of the earth, but... Yeah, so did I. Actually, no. Now I'm wondering if we actually see her again. I know. Maybe she marries Kevin, and, like, we've just all forgotten We've forgotten their wedding episode. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Maybe, but... The spinoff show. Yeah. Kevin and Lynn. Yeah. But I'm glad that, like, despite all the nonsense that everyone... Like, people keep giving him conflicting ideas, and they're not... He's not sure what to do, but... 
he generally ends up doing well when he asks Glenn to go on a date, minus the boobs bit, but she likes it, so. Yeah. Yeah, she was like, oh, yeah, you like them? Let me jiggle them a little bit for you. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like if a guy said that to me, I would just be like, yeah, we're done here. I said that to you. It's not on our first date. (laughs) Oh, no, I I said it. Well, not out loud. You just didn't hear it. (laughs) Okay. Well, not out loud. Okay, good. Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but yeah, you were a gentleman. That's right. On our first date. <laughs> second date. <laughs> <Not so much. laughs> oh, the second date just. No, nah, nah, it was until the third date. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> Anyways, do you guys have any quotes that you liked from these episodes? Um, I said a couple of them already. I think the only other one I have was, I am just a net that traps all your <laughs> crappy subconscious ideas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one I liked. Yep, the one from Creed. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Good work, kid. <laughs> Good work, kid. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he has no idea. He has no him. idea who Dwight is or what's going on, but he's just like, Good work, kid. <laughs> yeah. I also like the part when uh, uh, Michael says, It's not my fault that you bought a house to impress Pam. That is why carnations exist. And Creed says, that's not why. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Two lines in the episode and very great. I feel like Creed knows why carnations exist on some like fundamental level. (laughs) Creed probably was the person who spliced them from like whatever plant they were originally. He grew the first carnation. I don't think they were genetically engineered. <laughs> Probably not, but I'm just going to assume that Creed's been around since. That, you know. that Creed is like part god and actually yes. created this plant. I think he is. I think he I'd is. buy that. I did like Michael also asking Dwight, why do you have a diary? And he says, to keep secrets from my computer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can understand those feelings. Oh, the fight with the diaries is ridiculous. Oh, it was so <laughs> like, funny. Michael pretends to have a diary and Dwight actually has a diary. Yeah, it was just like Michael's shock. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I also like after like Michael goes on a walk and tries to make announcements about how great it was and how he's happy to be with his best friend. uh, Oscar's like, these aren't announcements. And Michael says, yes, they are. You just don't care about the information. And he's (laughs) like, yeah, I guess that's true. It's like just nods. He's like, yeah, I guess, yeah. (laughs) Can't argue with that. (laughs) We also get, um, you know, uh, that's what she said joke in here. From Dwight. (laughs) I know. As an extra burn to Michael. To David Wallace, yeah. Uh, Like David Wallace says it. He's like, oh, he's killing it. And that's like, that's what breaks Michael right there. (laughs) That's that's why he busts into the conference. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Uh, Do we have trivia i do all right lay them on us don't look at my screen okay (laughs) all right at the very beginning michael has three words written on a whiteboard (laughs) yeah what are they michael michael marketing what marketing marketing yes greatness Um, golden ticket no greatness oh yes (laughs) mgm Uh, yeah (laughs) Um, Andy proceeds to make two suggestions that are golden. What are they? Golden grams. Golden grams. And golden, golden grams. girls. And golden oh, girls. girls. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And my last trivia is Michael provides Pam with a list of excuses as to why he can't answer the phone. What are the ones we hear of in this episode, including the ones that she uses? Colonoscopy. Colonoscopy. Yeah. He's trapped in an oil painting. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> 
He's out hiking? No. No. The other ones are... Well, we, we hear that he was gone to a civil rights march at the Lincoln yes. Memorial. Yes. Um, he's stopping a fight in the parking lot. Yes. And he's at an Obama fashion show. <laughs> Whatever, <laughs> Whatever that is. That is. <laughs> yep. Nice. <clears throat> All right. Um, is that your, was that your last question? That's it. Yep. I just had those three. Okay. Um, so I have some random ones. The first one is when Michael's putting the golden tickets into the different paper boxes, what types of paper are the boxes for oh, god i don't know <laughs> paper mate nope well it'd be dunder mifflin as the source right oh well do you mean what types of paper then like what types like what size i guess size or style like a for a a 15 or whatever like cardstock versus other stuff i think I'm, I'm guessing you don't know. It's <laughs> <laughs> that is an accurate assumption. <laughs> Apparently, it's some stuff called X9, and uh, and then the other one is Aspen 30, oh. which apparently are types of paper. So that's good to know. Definitely have never heard of those. <laughs> what is the name of Michael's <clears throat> store he wanted to open? Shulala. Yeah. <laughs> Shulala. A uh, high-end shoe store for men. Yeah. <laughs> for special occasions, like a wedding, or when your wife has a baby, or yeah. just laying around the house. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, what are Michael's two toilet ideas? Toilet sponge. Yeah. And toilet buddy. Yeah, toilet, toilet buddy, buddy, formerly toilet guard. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Uh, uh, what are the two toilet-related suggestions that uh, Dwight throws out really quick? Just to show how easy toilet ideas are. Oh, jeez, I don't remember Dwight doing that. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, so <laughs> he, of course, mentions his horse boat. But then afterwards, he says, toilet piano bench. And <laughs> and women's, women's urinal. Women's urinal. <laughs> no woman wants a urinal. <laughs> I can just imagine that it would be some sort of tube that we would all have to communally press our vagus against. Oh, God. <laughs> no woman wants a year old. Yeah. Uh, my last question is, uh, what mug is Kevin drinking from when uh, he's first confronted by Jim and Pam about the Lynn situation? It's the one with his own face on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from episode five of this season. Yeah. Nice. Andy is just full of the shittiest suggestions mm-hmm. in this episode, Oh my god, by the way. Yeah. When he's watching from the top, he's like, it's his I'm own almost funeral. Like, I'm <laughs> almost like uncertain if he actually thinks this is the right way to go, or if he just doesn't want Kevin to have a girlfriend when he doesn't have one. <laughs> well, yeah. I can't decide which mindset is I think his heart is in the right place. I don't know. It's a dumb heart. It's dumb yeah, heart. it's just a dumb heart, maybe. Um... Speaking of Andy, let's talk about our uh, Dundees. Are you giving your Dundee to Andy? I am. I'm going to give, for the first time in my history, a Dundee (laughs) to Andy because he mentioned how much he liked Golden Girls. (laughs) So I'll give him the Golden Dundee. The Golden Shower Dundee. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Uh, I'm going to give the falling on your own sword, Dundee, to right. Dwight for having literally fallen on his own sword at one point in his life. Nice. And I'll give a Dundee to Michael for briefly making Jim think he was going to lose his house. 
<laughs> Anything to put Jim in a question position. Yes. I'm surprised you didn't give it to. Oh wait, nobody slaps Jim. Never mind. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I mean, they have. <laughs> I wouldn't give it. A... Oh, Never mind. Every Dundee. <laughs> nice. Um, all right then. I guess that leaves us with ratings. I'm gonna give this a two and a half golden tickets out of five because it was just too cringy with <laughs> Michael being such an ass. Yeah. Yeah. It was. A, it was an okay episode for me. Um, it had its uh, moments. I'll give it a, a three flives out of five. <laughs> three flives out of five. Okay. Uh, out of five. Out, out of five. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Um, uh, all right. I'm going to have to. Yeah. It also wasn't the greatest episode for me. I'm going to go with 3.5 KGB jokes out of five. <laughs> That makes our total score come to a three even golden KGB flives. Nice. (laughs) Picking up the slack for Justin. (laughs) Excellent. Um, All right. So that is the end of the episode discussion. Uh, You can let us know what you thought of the episode uh, by heading over to Twitter and tweeting us at TL underscore PCAST. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Or you can send us an email at threatlevelpodcast at gmail.com. And without further ado, that brings us to what, Madison? Threat Level Podcast After Dark. (laughs) Nice. Uh, So this, of course, is the part of the episode where we talk about things we've been reading, watching, listening to, contemplating, experiencing. What have you guys been up to over the past week? Any shout outs? I'm kind of coming to the realization that I don't ever watch anything new. <laughs> I yeah. just kind of rewatch the same, like so many shows over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I do have a book that I read a few months ago that I could shout out, or maybe just like a month ago even. Um, it's called Tell Me Three Things, and it's by Julie Buxbim. Buxbam. Okay. Buxbaum. <laughs> <laughs> How's it sound? Julie Buxom. It's a number one best-selling book on Amazon. Oh. And the concept is that this girl um, moves to a new city. She moves from Chicago to someplace in California mm-hmm. um, because her father, her mother has died and her father has like very spur-of-the-momently remarried and kind of whisks her off in her middle of high school year to this other city basically where she knows no one and so she gets to this college and it's like one of these like you have to pay a lot of money to go to this high-end college and the stepmom's rich and sends her there kind of high school sorry not college and so on her first day there she gets an email from an anonymous person saying that they're also a classmate there um and they just kind of wanted to offer her a hand of like helping her get around but also doesn't want to reveal who they are so it's like what? yeah it's like weird and she's like okay that's too strange i'm not responding to this but eventually she does and she, they end up like falling in love like oh, through wow. all of their texting back and forth and it, they don't she doesn't actually meet who it is until the very end but of course like by that point she like we as the reader know who it is hmm. but like she doesn't and it's somebody she knows like in the school too and has created like a friendship oh, slash like weird. is kind of falling for this person as well so she thinks she's falling for two different people but it's actually the oh, same one snap. but um it's, it is a cute story you know hmm. nothing 
no real great thematic overtones, but mm-hmm. a good young adult read. Nice. <laughs> nice. <clears throat> what about you, Subi? Have you been up to anything over the week? Um, so I think I've, I I might have shouted out uh, tasty recipes on YouTube before. I don't know if I have, but you know. <laughs> is, is that your shout out tasty recipes no no, no 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 so the tasty recipes are great and like you know sometimes i watch them at work with the sound off yeah you know because you can watch them without the music i mean i do enjoy tasty recipes yeah. he's not completely crazy so <laughs> i'm gonna shout out uh tasty japan oh. it's recipes from tasty's uh branch in japan hmm. they have like you know branches all over the world like you know like a major news organization so like tasty is owned by buzzfeed yeah. So oh, yeah. Okay. So um, tasty Japan. You know the recipes are really good. A lot of them are really interesting. Like and the fluffy Japanese pancakes. Yeah, the souffle pancakes. Yeah, that you're gonna make me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and and like they've uh, tasty Japan has started incorporating cheese into their recipes, and oh. cheese is the best part of any. Did Japan not have cheese until recently? Well, <laughs> cheese isn't. <laughs> Like a traditional part of most Asian foods. I guess that's true, yeah. So now they're starting to use cheese and the cheese pull and the melty cheesing. Nice. Cheese pull. Yeah. The, I, the cheese pull is important. I mean, it's like, it's it's literally a feast for the eyes because you can't eat it, so. <laughs> that's why I like ASMR. You you admitted to it. Well, we've already discussed it on this podcast. She's been, oh, out, she's been outed already for that. Oh, okay. This was the podcast you outed me on. Yeah, that's true. Recall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, One of, somebody blurted it out. I think it was that, Bethany. That cheese pole. You get that with... Mm-hmm. Yeah. What exactly like... is a cheese pole? So, like, when you bite into a mozzarella stick and you pull it away oh, from your pole. mouth and the cheese, like, stays connected. A cheese pole. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. I heard. I was hearing cheese pole, like P O L E. It's like that is what I was saying, Jamie. I was saying cheese pole. Wait, cheese you were saying cheese pole or pole? See, see, see <laughs> Madison. Ma- you know, do I you not do think- a distinction in that vowel? Paul and Paul. What? I, I used to think that people from upstate New York had a weird accent, but no, it's just Madison. It's not even Madison's family. Okay, Jamie, say them both slowly. Okay, so like a stick is a pole, uh-huh. and then what you're talking about would be a pull. Pull and pull. Yes. No, no pull and pull. They're the same thing. <laughs> also, Madison, she can't like when she pronounces the, the, the word "howl" as in a um animal like, howling, uh-huh. yeah, and "hollow" as in a log. She pronounces them identically: what? hollow and howl. Hollow okay. and howl. Oh, that was oh, good. No, 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 no. That's not how you usually do it. <laughs> howl. Howl. It's howl. Yeah. yeah, like the log is howl. Like howl's <laughs> moving castle. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> or the wolf is howling and the log is howl. Oh, okay. And, and that's how my mom says it. No, no, no. Your mom doesn't. She pronounces it normally. She it's just it. you. Okay. In my defense, my mother's mother so my grandmother grew up in like rural dutch pennsylvania dutch society where they didn't really speak much english and um most of it was german and what they did say was all pronounced wrong so my mom (laughs) got all the pronunciations from her mother which she has passed on to me i have worked some of them out of my vocabulary as i've been told they were wrong over the years (laughs) so it's gems's cupboard and 
many ways. <clears throat> or do you so, still say cupboard? Cupboard. 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 Yeah. Oh yeah. Cupboard. cupboard. I. I. Yeah, my mom says cupboard. <laughs> <It's, laughs> or or it's, like the washing machine, like oh, with an R washing machine. Yeah. My grandmother says um, turlet. Turlet. <laughs> yeah. I've heard my mom say that, but I think she also says toilet too. So I think she's hmm. just joking when she says oh, turlet. Fair. Um, but then she married the plumber, so she's heard toilet pronounced correctly a lot of times <laughs> in her life. So maybe it's just worked that out of her. Yeah, could be. <laughs> but. Yeah, I didn't realize that, like, saying something is howl is... It's You're just switching the le and what around, is <laughs> yeah, all. Switching the le and what around is yeah. all. <laughs> <laughs> Simple as that. Um, Anyways. Anyway, does that leave Let's, me... It does leave you, now that we've thoroughly discussed my lack of vocabulary. I mean, you're, it's there, of course. <laughs> it's, 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 there. it's just the pronunciation that's wrong. Yeah. That's not um, my fault. No. Uh, let's see. I don't know that I've listened or watched anything new over the past week. I've also sort of just been like rewatching the same stuff. I tried to start today Rizzoli and Isles just because I wanted like a new crime show. But I don't know <laughs> if I'm convinced by it. What is this? Rizzoli and Isles. Have you ever watched that? No. Oh. Uh, <clears throat> It's essentially kind of like a Bones-esque thing, but focusing more on the crimes, like, infield than the lab. But it's still, like, a story of, like, the main character is a detective, Mm -hmm. and she's sort of paired up with this lab person, you know. Who she'll eventually fall in love with. Maybe. That would be an interesting concept. I don't know if they have yet to have um, a lesbian show like that, but maybe. Oh, they're both female. All right. Maybe not then. Maybe, though. Who knows? But maybe. I mean... (laughs) That's usually my guess. The two main characters will fall in love in any show. So. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I only watched like one episode today and it was okay. But it also seemed like a billion years long and they solved a big case. So I was like, damn, this is really quite the pilot, isn't it? But <laughs> there, wasn't, there was no lesbian love scene. There wasn't, no. Oh, well, that's disappointing. They did lie in a bed together, but oh, not to, not to you know, be Foreshadowing! <laughs> Um, so I guess I could shout that out, but I don't know if it continues to be I good or not. But... You already have shouted it out. You <laughs> <laughs> well, can't reverse it. Oh, you can't take it back. It's it's in there now. It's out there. It's out there. <laughs> it's done. You can't um, take it back in. It's not good. like you could edit it out of this episode or anything like no, that. No, definitely can't. <laughs> um all right. Well, I guess I'll leave it at that then. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there are a couple right. things to check out. Um, if, uh, you have made it this far listening, thank you. Congratulations. Uh, Congratulations. You. you have won a golden ticket. Um, <laughs> you've won a golden ticket. <laughs> and <laughs> next time we'll be back with, uh, season five, episode 20, uh, which is something that Do I've forgotten. It's what? It's new boss. New boss. That's right. Yeah, new it's boss. like the like the sequence of the new boss episodes. There we go. The... <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so it's new boss. New boss. Uh, new boss. And yeah, so we'll be back next time. If you want to reach out in the meantime and let us know what you thought about this episode, or if you checked out one of our shoutouts and wanted us to know that it sucked, 
or that you love to, please do. You can <laughs> or do if so. you just want to tell us anything at all about your life yeah. or the yeah. world in general, just send us an email. Any communication. Any communication <laughs> would be appreciated. So yeah. Um, so you can do that at, on Twitter at TL underscore PCAST, or you can just send us an email at threatlevelpodcast at gmail.com. So until next time, goodbye. Bye. Bye.